Welcome to the Sassy Sales Podcast. In this episode, we meet Sharif Hassan, who runs a team of account executives at Released, a property tech firm that has offices in the United Kingdom, US, Australia, and New Zealand. We discuss how to get promoted from individual contributor to AE manager, and how to make a successful transition from your peer group to management. We also learn how Sharif figured out how to connect his personal goals to his professional ones. And as always, keys to success in the role that you can take away. Let's get into it. Sharif, great to have you here. Uh, goodness me, when did we last see each other? It was 2019. Do you remember which month it was in Auckland, New Zealand? I think it was uh, around about September, October. When were you here last? Yeah, around about then. I think, I think it was October, yeah. if I remember correctly, which is great. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. I was excited to reconnect with you uh, to share some of the learnings that you've got with the broader global audience we have. Uh, we've got a nice little community in Australia and New Zealand, and I think the experience that you have in Asia Pacific is uh, quite instructive for people up here in North America who are wanting to spread the global tentacles. Uh, and think about working with remote offices. And I know that as part of your role, uh, you, you look after more than your hometown. So I'm keen to talk about that. But yeah. to kick off, could you tell us a little bit about your current role at Released? What do they do and, and what are you responsible for there? Absolutely. So, um, so uh, I currently manage a, a sales team of five quota carriers selling across uh, APAC with a particular focus on uh, Australia and New Zealand. Um, so we've developed a, a state-of-the-art cloud software um, that provides commercial property owners and managers like an all-inclusive 360 view of their property portfolios. So lease information, facilities management, finances, and then real-time data to make those strategic decisions. So we uh, were a New Zealand company actually originally, um, and, and have uh, spread, our, spread our wings now with, uh, with offices in Australia, uh, several in the UK, and we've actually just opened up in uh, New York um, with our sites on Toronto next. Fantastic. Congratulations. Now, like you've had a good run at Released. How long have you been managing people uh, in this role? I've been managing people, I would say, for about a year and a half. Okay. Um, and and, and I, I, look, you, you were an individual contributor at Release, and you went to senior sales, and now you're responsible for the sales team. I'm always interested to help folks who are uh, listening in. If I asked your leadership why they promoted you, Right, the characteristics or the things you did. What do you think they'd say were the keys to you getting recognized for, for your capability and getting promoted to management? Well, I think for me, the, the, there were two kind of key components that I'd, I had to check off early that I believe kind of led to my uh, success in being promoted. The first is fundamental, and that's obviously believing in the product that you're selling. So there's, there's no amount of sales skills or, or acting skills or anything that can replace the passion about no, you know, believing in a product and actually feeling like you're solving someone's problem. So if, if that's not if that's not you, first of all, you're in the wrong place. Um, but secondly, for me, and I understood this really early on, was that there needs to be a Sharif-sized gap in the business that I was filling. Uh, and and I had to understand what, what are the company goals and objectives and how do my goals compare? Where do they align? Uh, and if these were in conflict... It was never going to work, but um, if, because they were aligned, I felt like what I needed to do was put my head down and do, um, do the, the, the hard yards first and do exactly what I was there to do, um, but also looking around and seeing what the company, uh, you know, what, what could we be doing better um, and how can I help the business get there, get there faster as well. So, so let's make this really real for people. So we talk about goal alignment, right? So, so talk to, can you share with the group what, what, what were your personal goals and then how do you connect that to what the company was trying to do just so we can make it really practical for people? 
Yeah, so my, my personal goals, I, I came into release quite early in my career. I've been here for a few years now. Um, and my personal goals are really to establish myself in, in the SaaS space. I definitely saw SaaS as um, a wave I wanted to be riding um, and wanted to grow into a company that was also, you know, metaphorically speaking, the company was probably in a similar position of where I was in my career in terms of its growth. Um, and I was able to then ride that wave and, and see it grow to, to where it was going. So that's really how, how I align myself with it. Got it. So if I can play it back to you, what you found was an organization that was scaling as you were scaling your career and the opportunity, if I'm not wrong, is that you could see how you could grow with the company and, and as they expand, as they grow, you could float up to the, to, to, to the top and run with them. Is that, is that what I heard you say? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and part of that was really important was that I could actually see myself being able to contribute mm -hmm. uh, to, to that. So there was an element of, of great senior management that were actually allowed me to, to do that as well. And they were open to what I was able to offer. But that was but that, but that came off the back of earning their trust by doing what I was there to do well first. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about that. So of the five reps you have now, how many of them were peers of yours? They were ICs with you before you were promoted. Any? Uh, I'd say I'd say two. Two. Okay. So there's an interesting transition a lot of people have to make, right? So what have you learned about making a successful transition from being a colleague and peer to now being the boss? What, what, how was that for you? And if you've got any things that, you know, you learned by stumbling over them, always good to hear some of the things you didn't get right as well. It wasn't easy. Um, I definitely had times where I've swung too much from being the boss and too much from being the peer. Uh, but again, having a good senior team helped me around making those difficult decisions. You know, sometimes, you know, whether it's um, uh, keeping people around or, or maybe they just weren't, weren't the right fit and having to make those tough calls. Um, but one of the biggest realizations was, was that being the boss for me means that you were, you were, you know, as cliche as it sounds, leading the team from the front. Um, that means not just managing down, but being able to also manage up and act as a mouthpiece for the team for the wider business. So where, where there's generally, where they generally don't have that influence, especially as you start to grow um, bigger. So being able to act as an ambassador for them um, means that you earn their respect. And then when you need to have those difficult conversations with them, that they know that you have their best interests in mind um, and they're, they're, they take you a lot more seriously. And there's a challenge, isn't it? Because you have to have their best interests in mind, represent their interest up to upper management, but keeping in the forefront of your mind that you are now management, not union, right? And we talked about that in the course, didn't we? Uh, yeah. So you've kind of got that, that new responsibility. So it's, 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 it's challenging, right? Have you, um, have you had circumstances where you've found that you have to um, give feedback to the team or direction that maybe you know, wouldn't be in their personal best interest if they could have it another way, but was the right thing for the company? Is that something you've had to face? Yeah, it has been. And, and, and this is where I kind of go back to, if, if um, at the times where, where I feel like maybe the team, if I didn't agree with the decision, if they can see that I vocalized it, then when I don't rebut it, then the team knows that this, right, this is the right thing for the business. Um, and sometimes you just have to, again, going back to that, training them that, you know, if you align yourself, it's, 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 you know, if you, it's never going to go the way that you want it to go um, 100%. Um, there's always going to be conflicts and there's always going to be um, times where you have to, to uh, bite the bullet and, and go with it. Um, and it's really about finding that balance and, and, and having their respect and, and trust that I'll stand up to them when, when I need to and when, I'm, when I don't need to then um, or, or, or when, I, when it's not the right time to that I won't. Um, that's really the key there. Got it. So let's think more generally. Do you have a sort of personal philosophy when it comes to your role? How do you think about your role and, and, and what it means to have that title and 
being successful in a role? Hire well. Hire well is absolutely um, saves a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, uh, tough times. So actually, not not rushing decisions in terms of hiring, despite what what your um, you know you've obviously got pressure from management and and, and targets to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after after hiring and knowing you've got a good team around you, as choosing the right the important metrics um, for the business and then tracking them for each rep, mm-hmm. um, motivating them through success rather than fear of failure. Um, and then, you know, my philosophy is that if, if a rep has failed um, and I wasn't able to pick it up early, then that's my failure for them not being able to coach them through. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. And I see, um, listening to a friend who's a, a Salesforce.com sales enablement pro and happens to have had the team that came third in the Patagonia uh, ultra marathon adventure race a few years ago, he said, you know, one of his things is, is never too late to reset from a failure. So, you know, if, if, if you miss the week, the month, the quarter, you know, you can always find a way back, can't you? And it's a matter of, you know, analyzing what went wrong. And then as a, as a manager, as leaders, supporting our reps to have that realization that uh, we can still achieve the goal. Uh, and then for us, perhaps course correcting to make sure that we're a little more attentive, a little more hands-on uh, to direct people to where they need to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, it all comes from hiring well. And if you know that you've got the right people there mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not an attitude issue or a behavioral issue, um, then like you said, it's about, you know, having honest conversation and say, right, well, where did we, where did we, not where did you go wrong, but where did we go wrong here? And how can we turn things around? Question I like to ask managers, um, certainly folks that have worked with me and my teams, is look, in the unlikely event that you were to miss your number this year, what do you reckon the key reasons would be? What would it be the most likely things that would impact you hitting your number? Yeah, like, um, again, like I said, I've got a good team around me. So if, if, if I'm honest, if, if, if it's gonna come down to not unlocking the potential of each of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm confident that we've got uh, the right team, but I'm also con- conscious of the incremental differences. There's not going to be one major thing that happens that's going to that's going to result in that. You know, if if the team's five percent down on on APU, five percent down on closing rate, five percent down on pipeline creation, that's all going to accumulate and be the difference between success and failure. So, and again, this is something that I really picked up on um, through your course. Actually, is that that metrics piece and what what the important uh, things to track are to help you and avoid being in that position and have those, having those good conversations. Got it. Last question for you and uh, a little bit self-directed. So you did, as you mentioned, participate in our SASE sales management program, the frontline AE manager program. Can you just share with folks that haven't been to one of those courses what it was like and what were the major impacts for you going forward? What changed after that course for you? Yeah. So um, first of all, actually, um, when I, when I first signed up, I, did not know what to expect at the time. Um, at the time, I was, I was just a, uh, I was a quota carrier. I wasn't a sales manager, but I was kind of in that position where I was transitioning. Um, our CEO at the time had had uh, you know recommended that I look into it because there wasn't anything really that we'd come across in the market that was specific for SaaS um, in terms of selling um, and sales management. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd go along. So you know, when I actually went there, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised because I had been to a lot of these types of. Uh, transitions before, but I was pleasantly surprised, I think, with the actionables that I got out of it. Um, so I was I was really, um, I think, going into that, having not been a sales manager previously, meant that I didn't have my own prejudices or my own uh, you know, bad habits to unlearn. So I think I really got that chance to uh, set a framework, um, you know, from recruitment um, through to the coaching side, um, you know, planning one-on-ones, um, tracking metrics, lead success. 
Um, I was able to take that plan and then roll it out into, and I'm, even till now, I've still got the kind of almost a playbook I've put together off the back of it that I refer back to. Oh, it's fantastic. Great. Any parting words of wisdom you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's um, it's a it's a game of inches, um, and and you know, I, I really one of the things that I kind of like to say is that if you are looking at either stepping into this position or promoting into this position, um, people, it's really you know, if if, if you've if you've chosen someone to be uh, promoted, this you obviously believe that they've got something to offer to the business that's that's unique, um, and just letting them kind of drive that by giving them their that experience is, is really. Uh, you know, you're going to retain people that way. You're also going to get, have them really motivated and let them feel like part of their success. Awesome.